Nancy. Hey, Sharon. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. You know what? I am. Well, first of all, welcome. And second of all, I had technical difficulties. <laughs> and you know. Go figure. I, go. <laughs> I, I know. I'm IT CEO. I was thinking she's going to have to understand this. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, well, welcome. Welcome to my podcast. And you know what? It's being recorded like right now. So there's no, I know. Anyway, um, so let me do the real quick intro. Thank you for joining us. This is Sharon Lee Zapata, hostess of Podcast Middle Finger Happiness. Work hard, live well, don't fuck with me. And these are great stories. Um, I don't know, tenacity and being um, audacious when things are falling apart. And I love to hear stories of other people, be it entrepreneurs, professionals, how they continue to to grow and even overcome you know um fuck ups and and experiences and successes and so welcome we have nancy sabino who is the ceo of nancy excuse me of sabino comp tech and um that when i first met you i just um by the way when did we meet uh, we met at, um, well, and thank you for having me. Um, um, I'm so excited to, to be a part of this and to be here with you. Um, <laughs> we, we met, um, I think it was at the women's conference, uh, for nerdy girl success. Yes. With Christina Mead. Yes. 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 Okay. She's been on my podcast. She's, I love her. She's an amazing woman. Um, well, yeah, that mm-hmm. was a good event. I think, you know what girl, that was the week right before the COVID uh, Corona, like, Hey, we're shutting down. I don't know if you remember yep. that. Cause that, yeah, that it was, was Friday. It was a March. I remember it was a Friday. And then the following week, everything was shut down schools and all that stuff. So. <laughs> That's when hell broke loose. <laughs> no shit. I'm like, Oh my God. So many things, but I have, I have so many questions for you. And I, um, again, thank you so much for being here today. And I'm, I'm going to just get into it. Um, 22 years old, you and your hubster decide to open up a, an outsourced internalized IT, IT department. What made you, what made you do that? And, um, that's the one question, but let me back up cause I'm all over the place with my hamster wheel energy. Let people know who you are and, and what you do. And then we'll go with that question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I am, like you had said, the CEO and co-founder of Sabino Comp Tech. Uh, we are a IT firm based out of uh, Katy, Texas. So outside of Houston, which is where you are. Um, and uh, so what we, we serve as a outsourced, like as an internal IT department for companies, um, but without being internal, obviously. Um, and so we we work with companies that need that um, that support um, as far as when technology breaks, as far as uh, helping the business owners make uh, business decisions uh, with technology and the strategy of it and all these big words. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of what, that's where we serve. Um, and I can't afford to have a resource uh, as part of their own payroll. And so we provide the team aspect of it. Um, so mm. you get an entire, an entire team um, and it serves from top to bottom. So at the C level, all the way to your day-to-day support and all for the, the price of what would be, you know, a part-time employee or, or something along those lines. So depending on the size of your business. So that's essentially what we do. Um, 
and it uh, it didn't start off that way when uh, we started our company, uh, uh, our first company when we were 22. Uh, we had started off more of a, um, we did help small businesses, but we also did a residential break fix. Uh, right. So kind of like a geek squad. And, and um, I was going to, I was going to bring that up. I don't want to compare you to that, but because you're not geek squad, but people know that, you know. Yeah, people, exactly. People. Yeah. And, and so we're not the, we're not in that business anymore. Um, and the, the reason why was, uh, you know, 20, I think 2015. So at that point we were slightly older and uh, the way that we had thought about business kind of shifted and we started to actually look at, well, what are we truly good at and what are we, what are we happy doing and where can we actually make a bigger difference than where we are now? And uh, that kind of shifted our, our business focus entirely. Um, And And so it's kind of like a mini, um, for somebody who's who's not techie at all, because I'm I say I'm not techie, but I know I am to some point. But how the best way to describe you guys as like a small, um, outsourced internalized IT department for small business. But that's the way it's a, a way of saying you're the guys behind the scenes for those for them for their comp- not just their computers, but for everything that they do. Their yes. Cloud, their cloud. Um, you know, records, how, you know, all that stuff. How does that work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are, like you said, in the, in the, I, I think somebody actually compared it to uh, we're the, the piece that is in the server closet that you'd never see, um, <laughs> so, which is true because a lot of it is, is not seen. What you, what you get is the uh, after part and you feel it, um, whenever something isn't working or when something's gone awry. So if um, you've accidentally deleted a file that you needed and it's it's now gone, we're the people that you call in order to restore that or to gain access to it again. Um, so it's, it's multiple things. Um, we're also taking care of the security aspect when it comes to information and how it's kept, how it's held and how it's backed up and, and so on and you so know, forth. I have a question for, for people who aren't on that question. I met a lady um, over Christmas at um, uh, my husband's dinner thing they have for banquets award for the end of the year for the employees. And she actually works for, um, what do you call it? The security, something land, security, the, um, oh my gosh, she does all the IT back stuff for the government. Let's put it this way. So mm-hmm. my question to her, and we were drinking wine, and I had this really intelligent question to ask her. And I'm like, you know, when people think they delete something, it's never deleted. It's somewhere. It's somewhere <laughs> out there, and it can get back to you. It can be- get back retrieved. Is that true? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for those, yeah, absolutely. Pictures, I'm just saying, you know, you think you send a selfie and you're like, why did I send that? Let me delete it. No, it's out there already, dude. It's gone. It's it's out there. You can't get it back. <laughs> I don't care where you think you have it. Not attached. For people who say, oh, it's not my phone is not attached to the cloud. And they, yeah, that's... it is. So how do you explain yeah. that? 
which is a good question because that that does play a lot into the security aspects of um, what employees don't realize uh, is still available for their employers um, and tools and access that the employers have because it's ultimately speaking if it's their cloud their um, their infrastructure it's their data so that's uh, the key thing that we try to tell people all the time, like you really shouldn't be using like your company email to uh, sign up for Netflix or to um, have your personal cloud photos or anything like that, because it is right. going to be available. And right. even if it's not, there's the transmission of them is when some things can be caught. Um, and so those are all things that we try to tell people, uh, you know, it, if it's sensitive information, you have to be careful with how you're sending it. Um, right. You're going to want to secure the transmission itself, of course, but then also where it sits at the other end of it. So that's, those are all things that it's like, um, yeah, it's out there and it's retrievable it's there, for sure. I realize that because you're like, oh, and you know, it, we're so, um, I, I guess, because we don't have to know all the ins and outs we don't have to know all the moving parts of the technology we just click send you know tap scroll and because it's made so easy but there's so much i think it's like these little you know, i don't know like a little you know oompa loompas behind the scene back there just you know doing all the work so to speak on the technology side because you know how do you explain um you know a touch in when people sign in now with a touch, with a thumb, which, which mm -hmm. that's what just saved my ass logging in today, was the touch. You know, you got your thumbprint or your actual face now. You can actually log in to your phone with your face. Yep. So oh. that's 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 scary. Scary, interesting. <laughs> it's a lot of information out there, and there's you know there's the side of technology that definitely plays to fear, um, but ultimately speaking, I always tell people, as long as you are informed as to what it is that you're doing, as long as you're paying attention to what you're clicking on, where you're putting your information in, that kind of thing, then it's controllable um, to a certain extent, obviously, because there's no guarantee when it comes to technology in, in any ways, but there's definitely mitigation. And so right. that's part of anything and everything that is within that encompasses technology it has to do with mitigation how many doors can you put in place between you and the the hacker um let's say how mm. hard can you make it for them to get through because a lot right. of the times they're they're not looking for um something that's going to take them forever to get to they're trying to get to the easiest quickest way in so if you leave a door open and, and then we stay, yeah we see that happening i don't know if it's happened to you but it's happened to me probably four times between 2019 and now 2020 where my um my debit card, you know, I have gone to like a gas station that I'm not familiar with because I'm about to run out of gas. And I'm like, let me just run in here real quick and get my do -do -do -do. And the next day there's been fraudulent activity. And of course, my bank is really good about reversing it and, you know, getting you the new card and all that. So those types of, you know, the bad guys, they're out there. So they do know the technology side of that and they use it, to, I guess, to you know, to sneak around and, 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 and do fraudulent activity. Um, how do you guys prevent that from happening with your clients? Because I know you guys have oil and gas customers and accounting and, you know, different 
other small businesses? How do you protect them against that? Yeah, so the a lot of it has to do with education. So I, to primarily start off with education. Um, so we provide end user training for our clients and their employees. And that's something that we start off from the very beginning because we want to make sure that they have or that they um, put in place a practice and a culture of security awareness. And so we start off with that. Um, and then from there, we're putting all of these other tools in place to monitor um, what is happening within the, the security within and without and outside of the organization. Right. Um, and then on top of that, um, we're then monitoring their emails and basically seeing like what actually gets out there in the dark web. Um, so if there's um, dark web, that sounds like the dark side, the Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's uh, the the I guess the like the <laughs> ugly place of the internet where people go and buy this information. So, um, and that's the part that people don't sometimes realize is that the the hackers and the cyber criminals they're in a business too, and they're but they're in the business of selling your information. So if yeah. they collect that information, they want to sell it to the highest bidder. And then it's not necessarily them that do the the actual um, hacking, <laughs> the actual hacking after the fact, or the actual um, stealing of either uh, money or uh, even more information. It's it's then the purchaser, um, and so <laughs> your your emails can be out there, and your emails can be used in order to um, actually get or trick other people um, within your network. Uh, so the emails that you see or that you receive from someone and it looks legitimate, it looks like right. it's coming from, you know, we your, get them your, your CPA. Yeah, well, you'll look at, uh, in fact, um, I've, I've done what's called phishing, you know, so somebody, the other day, Apple, for example, sent me something, but it wasn't Apple. It looked so close to an Apple email. Mm -hmm. about something about let's update your information and it it wasn't it was a a, a hacker so so to speak or something and even another one was from an amazon logo and it wasn't amazon so people need to be aware of it and if you're in a hurry you'll just click on and go oh they need my updated information oh yeah and it's little things too which is part of the social engineering aspect of it i mean they they've gotten to the point where it's lunchtime and you were talking about Let's say you were looking at um, Pizza Hut. Um, yeah, all look of a into yeah. Pizza Hut. All of a sudden, you you get a Pizza Hut email, and it's like, "Hey, get ready to order lunch," and you're like, "What? How?" But you always have to look at the emails very carefully to make sure that you know it's it's actually legitimate and that you're not actually clicking on what would be a phishing campaign. Somebody that's um, actually right. just trying okay. to pretend. <laughs> pretend that they're that so here's true confessions i was looking this morning at my um i have like you know five different emails and there's one that i use a lot and i look into it and it's like oh my god there's like you know ten thousand emails in there and i will glance through dude i will give it a clean i'll delete like almost 90 percent of them 
And I'm like, I'm done. There were, if you just didn't, you didn't call me, if you need to call me or text me, if you really need to reach me, but it's almost like, I don't even answer all those emails. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I remember the old days when you got an email, dude, you answered it. You, you opened it up and you <laughs> replied. Now we're like, uh, no, 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 no. It's like the, um, you know, when you were excited to get like mail in your mailbox, physical yeah. mail in your mailbox. And, and then yeah. it was like, yeah. oh no, it's all junk. So you categorize it. You're like, okay, this is a spam. And then this is a junk. And I remember spam was a can of meat, you know, in the can <laughs> and you went to the grocery store. Now it's like, you know, do you have a spam folder? You have a junk folder. Um, yep. and, you need a spam oh, filter. <laughs> oh goodness. So many of those things. So um, I, I have a couple of questions as, as far as, because you are an entrepreneur and you have children and you have, a married life you have juggling all these things and there's a saying that i i have tacked on my on my cork board and it says where we spend our time and energy says a lot about ourselves actually i made that hello huh? <laughs> <laughs> i write quotes and i'm like who wrote that i'm like oh that was my like this really awesome person wrote this very smart thing <laughs> Oh, that was, I'm like, because it's old, it is 2015. Okay, so where we spend our time and energy says a lot about ourselves. Where, as a as a business owner, I'm not going to go into the mom hat or the wife hat or the other hats that we that you wear, but where, as an entrepreneur, do you spend more of your time and energy with, with your company? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I spend a lot of time um, furthering my own education. Um, I actually just completed a certification test, um, which is for ITIL, um, which is the basically the um, uh, best, best practices for an IT business. Um, and so that's where I spend some of my time uh, between furthering my own education and mm -hmm. then also um, getting to know what's out there and, and what people are dealing with as far as other business owners go. So I, I spend a lot of time talking to other business owners. Uh, and I think that that doesn't only help me personally um, in my own personal development, but it also helps me understand my clients better um, their concerns and what they're dealing with right. without it being about technology, because that's, um, if I don't understand somebody's business and what they care about, then I'm not going to be able to provide the same level of service when it comes to the technology aspect, as I would, if I fully understood what was important to them and what they valued. And so that's, that's kind of where I spend my time. And that's good because you constantly, what I, what I would say is that you're sharpening the saw, so to speak. You have to mm -hmm. stay on top of it. And I love your motto. You guys have um, um, a little motto that and it jumped out at me, and it is, and I'll say, quote, improve someone's life today. And I love that because sometimes we, we think, oh, it's an IT company. They're probably very not, you know, touchy-feely or they're not, like you said, you talk to a lot of business owners. What made you come up with that? you know, improve someone's life today? What, what made you come up with that motto? Um, so I, I actually have to give credit to my husband for that. Um, we were doing business planning and uh, one of the very first things that we start off with is to check uh, our values, um, see our, our values still in line with our company. And right. um, 
so as we were kind of walking through that, he was like, you know what? And he always has said this, and I totally agree with him. If we could do what we do for free, we absolutely would because we we love what we do. And then on top of that, we know that it could service people in in such a way that it would improve their lives. Um, and along with technology, it can either improve somebody's life or make it a havoc. Um, and so when he said those words, improve someone's life today, it was like an immediate, uh, I had like this overwhelming reaction where I actually did start crying um, because oh. it, it was yeah. like, yes, that is, it doesn't just speak to the business aspect of it, but just in general, how I feel about the world and about people and how if I could just improve somebody's life in a minuscule tiny way I will be it's happy powerful. it it's counts so, it counts you're absolutely right and a lot of us don't realize it sometimes and I'm, I'm guilty of it too you know because we're we're going especially if, if you're an entrepreneur you don't work eight to five and clock out at five it's different hours longer hours maybe but you don't realize the things that you do or say Mm -hmm. could make a huge impact on someone and a, a year later, two years later, they come back around and say, you know, when I met you, you said this and you're like, I did, you know, or, or you wrote this, or like I said, you're saying, you know, improve someone's life today. That's, I just love that. That, that spoke volumes to me. Um, and that was kind of like, okay, this is a, a company that cares about, about people. So I'm going to switch gears because I'm doing a little lurking on you. Um, <laughs> what is Women of the Channel 2020? You were recognized for your leadership and your vision. Yes. Um, and that was awesome uh, to, to be nominated, first of all, and then to actually be a part of it. Um, so Women of the Channel is a list of women within the IT industry that show uh, leadership and vision within the industry itself. Uh, to me, that was a, an important recognition because there's uh, so very little women within IT. Um, we are definitely the minority. And to be able to, to like say, hey, that is awesome. I'm being recognized for this. But then I can also um, pass that along. That that has been like something that was uh, an awesome recognition. And it's good to have that because I, I was reading a, a, a tweet from, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, Dick Costolo. He used to be the CEO of Twitter, I believe. Mm -hmm. And one of the tweets, and I shared this with you, I think, in a short, short conversation is, you know, he said, there's not very many women in tech. And so with that, you know, why, why is that? And I know you, I know you were like, oh my God, I could talk about that. <laughs> why is it that we don't see as many women in tech versus, you know, men? Yeah, um, and that's something that has been, we've been talking about within the channel for some time, and we call it the channel, uh, but it's it's the essentially the IT industry. Um, and it's not just women, it's it, the diversity of it is very minimal. Um, so the the amount of Latinos and, um, and African-American and Black people, uh, they're for some reason, it is very minimal. And so along with that is, is women in the channel itself. Um, the only thing that I could think of is that um, there for so long, there's um, other people were more interested and or had 
you know, literally the culture was geared more towards um, friends and uh, those that came up with you kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so it it was a a club per se. Um, and and it's changed uh, for sure. And it is changing slowly. Yeah, it's really changing because we're living here in, in Texas. You know, we're in Houston. And um, I can say this because my dad was in the military and we traveled a lot. And so when I lived up north in Seattle, in Oregon, in northern, in California, I, I didn't see the things that we see now. So it's maybe because we're in the south, we think there's a lack of um, recognition or or the, the people who are, like you mentioned, you know, African-American, black people, Latinos who are in tech. But you go to another state up north and there's a plethora of people in that yeah. industry. So maybe it's a Southern thing, not so much a nationwide thing. Um, I, I think that it, it is a nationwide thing as far as the numbers go. Um, you don't see it everywhere, of course, but when it comes to the actual um, percentages, it is lower um, when it comes to the diversity of it. And um, I think that some of it has a lot to do with cultural change, um, you know, or acceptance of it, uh, not just within the industry itself, but then also of how perception in society has been. So I know for me, for instance, I've had plenty of moments where I have been questioned as far as like, are you actually in IT or are you actually are you more than just a figurehead within your organization? And um, it's all because, you know, I am a woman. And it's it's almost like the expectation of, you know, to be um, tech, you know, tech, technically savvy or to know that um, it's not, for some reason, it's, it's not seen. And, it's not seen as much. And people can mm -hmm. take that, you can take that question either offensively or welcome it because I would welcome it because that makes mm -hmm. you like a unicorn. Like, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm a fucking woman, badass, and I own a tech <laughs> company. I am actually hands-on. Isn't that amazing? And that throws people off. When you kind of oh, yeah. jump, you, you have to kind of jump back at them. Not, not too much, but just enough to let them know, yeah, this is what I do. And isn't that, and you know, I love it. If you ever, and in fact, I'm teaching my son this, that isn't that amazing that I can do that? Yeah. Man, that is not a question that makes you full of shit. That's a question of a person who has so much competence. And I think that's what's missing is the competence. Competence can seem um, as something um, bolsterous or tacky or, oh, you're so full of yourself. No, we're, I'm, I'm always with the, it's funny as you get older, I'm an older mom and I have the second kid. He's much more competent than the first one than even mm -hmm. I was at 10. And I'm thinking, like you said, it's a cultural thing and we, we need to empower our kids with that. Oh yeah. That with it. And then we have to be doing it too. walk the walk and talk the talk. Because if I walk around with my head down and I'm not sure if I can do it, I'd rather have my head up and going, you know what? I don't know. Fuck it. It might not work, but let's give it a try. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what my kid sees, which is kind of like a, well, Hey, she doesn't know if it's going to work, but she's going to give it a try. Yep. And so I think we need to see more of that um, in the channel. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. 
And that's, <laughs> that's something that has taken me some time. I mean, I've been in this industry for uh, going on, I think, 12 or 13 years. I can't remember now. But it um, in the last four years uh, with the, the this new company that we started um, with the MSP is when I've started to be around more uh, CEOs and other folks of or other peers and I had struggled with the idea or the fact that I was different, that I was either the only woman at the table or the only mm -hmm. Latina at the table or the only yep. millennial at the table. Yes. And, and so there was so many things that it was like, I am absolutely 100% different, but that is kind of, it started to realize that is kind of my superpower within this that industry so because- Gosh, yes. I have a completely different experience and I'm going to bring something different to the table. And that's something that I think um, has kind of pushed me to be more confident and competent um, as far as my position and owning it and uh, also seeing the fact that I can make a difference within my own industry and um, I can gain the respect of others um as as their peer even though i am younger even though i am a woman even though i am a, a latina or, or whatever and that kind of um then starts to create the conversation of we need more of this which i find to be very refreshing because we do need more diversity within a certain group because that's how we're going to better the industry as a whole and in, in actually in, in everything that we do in yep. everything that diversity is so important and again because uh, we live here and you know fortunate for us we, we are in houston i know you're in katie but i consider that houston houston texas is such a multicultural city but uh you know mccallan corpus christi you start heading down to the valley because that's my where my family is from and it's it's just i don't know the the brain shrinks i'm gonna say it some people can get pissed off but this is a <laughs> You know, inventory is low on some really badass people. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't any badass people in the smaller cities. They are, but they will also struggle. And I was one of them. I always was one of those women that, okay, maybe I'm too big for my britches. I, I always knew I was going to do different things. Uh, and if you're not in the environment that's going to nurture that, mm -hmm. and like I said, you know, it starts when your kids, if, you're, if your parents are not competent, what are the chances that they're going to raise competent kids? Yeah. Oh, and that that's true. Um, you know, I my, I come from a single mom um, who immigrated here from El Salvador. And, you know, we growing up, it was not an easy life. There was, um, you know, violence in the family and there, you know, it was a struggle. And Absolutely. so that's, um, that's something that has, you know, you have to overcome that. And, for me, I was I was the the person that was like, I am not going to continue family cycles. Um, oh, wait, are you the oldest? I have to ask. No, I'm the youngest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm the baby of the family. Um, and but for me, it was I kind of took a look around at, at where things were, where life was, the opportunities that were available if I had stayed in a certain mentality, and I was like, I want more than that. And why shouldn't I? Um, and so well, that's that's kind well, of what need, drove me. We need more of that. Um, we really do because I know I, I used to be a single mom with my first child, and it's it was it was a struggle. And I always felt uh, 
and maybe some single moms will relate, you know, you, you feel like you're inadequate because you're not, you're not even sure of yourself, mm-hmm. but I think, I think that comes with time and with experience. And also, like you mentioned, your peers, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? And that's oh, yeah. so important. So, you know, that's, it's almost like you're, what are you, and I, that's another thing I ask people, what are your social contracts with your relationships? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've asked people that and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are your social contracts with your relationships? Not everybody is invited to Nancy's world. Not everybody's invited. Okay. And we're back. So this is going to seem like a nanosecond, Nancy. (laughs) It's not even, in fact, when you hear the, when you hear the podcast, people aren't going to even hear what happened. So I've learned to edit. (laughs) Uh, But what were we talking about? Oh, speaking, uh, speaking, um, opportunities that you do to inspire other women to also take on IT uh, in the IT industry? Yes. So I definitely speak at uh, channel conferences, both um, within the industry and out. Um, And you can go to my website, nancysabino.com to see some of that. There's uh, podcasts for the channel itself um, and for millennials within the channel, because that's essentially the the millennial women that are coming up within the channel are the ones that we're trying to help um, kind of nurture them within the industry itself and uh, make sure that they have career paths that they can follow and that they have guidance throughout it. Um, I am a millennial myself, but being in the industry since uh, I graduated high school, ultimately speaking, I have a lot of experience with moving up in the ranks within that. So I love to help women also uh, get to the right places. And um, I'm also president of the board of Nerdy Girl Success. And uh, through there, I talk to high school girls that are also looking to get into the IT industry. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we have a, a IT or a women in tech conference coming up soon. Um, and I'm not going to give out details because I don't have those yet. But um, you can keep track of that uh, within the Nerdy Girls Success platform. Uh, so I definitely do a lot of speaking when it comes to uh, helping women get through, get into, and uh, get actually further in their careers within the tech industry. I love it. And we need we need more women like you. Um, so I'm going to definitely make sure this gets out as much. I may have to do a double post on the, on the uh, podcast because, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's just posted that once, people hear it. But I'm learning sometimes it needs a double or even like a, a revisit. So we'll make sure that gets out. Um, so before we close, because I, I did, we talked about all your handles where we, people can find you on Twitter, Instagram, um, your website. Uh, where's the best place to reach you on social media? Um, I typically like to hang around Instagram a lot more often. Um, yeah, so Instagram and then sometimes Facebook, but um, definitely Instagram. You'll catch me on there. Okay. And it would be Sabino Comptech is as the handle for the IG account. And then Nancy Sabino. SCT. SCT. Okay. So it's <laughs> SCT at the end of your name. But I'll, you know what? I'll make sure they're all in the post inside there. So I have a couple of questions as we kind of wrap it up. But before we go again, I want to say thank you um, for being here. I know we've We've had a little bit of you know glitches, but being that you're in IT, you totally understand that. 
Yes, <laughs> for sure. Okay. I, it I, happens. It happens. I know nothing. It's, it's always, it's funny. So let's go with these questions. And they're like, yes, no questions. So is it sock, shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. So you put socks on first and then the shoe shoe. Okay. Yeah. Corn. If I don't have to wear shoes, then that's even yeah, better. Yeah, you're but... just like flip, flip, flip. <laughs> those footsies in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have another one. Is it refried beans or charro beans? Refried. Yay for the refried. Corn or flour? Corn. Okay, people who are not Latinos or who are not Hispanic, we're talking about tortillas, sorry. <laughs> um, and then this is a good one. I was thinking about this last night. I was like, chalupa or tostada? Huh. Ooh, both. <laughs> both, yeah. Both. Yeah. Or, like, or I think they're the same. It just depends on where you come from. Yeah. Um, so I'm yes. going to say actually pupusa since I'm, pupusa. my parents are from El Salvador. <laughs> Okay, so that would be, oh, I love pupusas. And the other one would be for ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry? Oh, definitely vanilla. <laughs> Ooh, girl after my own heart, yes, vanilla. With, with um, sprinkles. <laughs> with sprinkles, listen to you. <laughs> Next time I go to a yogurt place, I'll think of you because little sprinkles. And then the other one, a friend, I love this one. So toothpaste, is it you wet the brush first or you just put toothpaste on and then wet the brush? No, you gotta wet the brush. Exactly. Okay. You gotta yeah. wet the brush. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I really want to give you um, a shout out for thank you for being here again. Um, I know we're busy. I know you're busy. Our phones have been ringing, and my mic is kind of like already bleeping because the battery's running low. But thank you so much again. And any last words of advice for somebody who's considering entering the IT industry? Yeah. Um, it- don't be discouraged. It's hard uh, to break through, but there's a lot of resources out there as far as um, gaining skills and as well as uh, for people that are wanting to help uh, get people into the careers. It is one of the hottest careers um, right now, and we're constantly looking for talent. So definitely Make sure you are looking for those resources, both skill set wise, as well as for um, mentors and peers that can help you get through that career. Love it. Well, every every person has a story. And thank you for sharing just a snippet of your story today. Um, you guys, thank you for tuning in. And if you need to contact me, this is Sharon Zapata. You can email me at middle fingerhappiness at gmail.com that's also the name of one of my books that's on amazon and again i just you know have a great day and i thank you so much nancy for being here today okay take care guys peace out